Hello, and welcome to the Cash News Podcast, informative conversations about all things currency and cash. We'll share insights on the issues affecting the world of cash today, like cash security, payments technology, and the cash supply chain. Your hosts, Tom Meehan and Sean Ferrari, hope to inform industry professionals and support better cash security and management by sharing the latest information on trends, strategies, and technology. This is the Cash News Podcast. Now, here's Tom and Sean. Welcome to another episode of the Cash News Podcast. Sean, Sean, he's got his Fast and the Furious t-shirt on. We're good to go. That's right. We're going to coordinate. We're going to coordinate cool t-shirts, I think, because I feel a little left out because Sean always has something fun on. <laughs> it's my my podcast garb. I mean, we did the hats when it was not 100 degrees out. <laughs> uh, and we might have done yeah. the hats when it was hot out. I don't even know anymore. Yeah, I think we were, yeah, we had a little bit. We were in Vegas, I think, putting the hats on. It was hot, but that's okay. Right. It was cool. So, it was cool nonetheless. Yeah, it was cool nonetheless. So proper introduction to Cassidy's podcast. I don't know what episode we're at. In the 30s. 30-ish, yeah. It is the summer. I think we've both been traveling a lot. We're going to make this a quick one, not because it's the summer, just because we tend to spend 40 minutes talking before we get on the podcast and then we, we run out of time. But we've, we've got a lot going on in the world today. So Sean, what are we going to So the euro and the dollar are the same first time in forever. Yeah. 40 year high in inflation. Yeah. Crypto is melting away. Yeah. Crypto um, lenders, uh, something you and I kind of said a I don't know when we started this, it could happen is they, they might have lost all the money and then closed up and stopped giving people back their money. And now we're all filing for bankruptcy. That's a general statement. A lot of economic turmoil then in, in Canada last week, their telecommunication system went down and everybody had to use cash because nothing else was working for, I think, more than a day in some places. I mean, it was a long time. We might have mentioned uh, that a few times about how every time someone says we're not going to use cash, what happens when you have an event? Ah. Yeah, it needs to be, if nothing else, a backup. I think and we, Twitter's we down. That. Twitter's down. That's right. Twitter, Twitter's right down. I don't know what day it is anymore. It's a Thursday, I think, we're taping. And middle then, of July. Middle of Thursday. July. And Twitter, <laughs> Twitter has been down. I I was stuck in a lot of traffic coming to the office. Yes, I came to the office today. And the breaking news was the Twitter was down for a couple hours. So like, if you think about the electronic payment world, I think Canada's a developed country, right, Sean? I don't it, it is, yes. I believe, I, I, I believe I, last I checked. If that could happen there. And countrywide. This yeah. was not just a, oh, this one little city uh, or this one node of whatever cloud connection thing happened. No, it was like countrywide. I mean, it was a problem for more than, and more than like an hour, like. All day. Think about businesses not being able to run transactions for an hour. The 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 impact that is to a whole entire country. And that didn't. You maybe you remember this because we talked about it for five minutes on the podcast. There was an outage in the U.S. in the last six months. It was it yeah. fast. It was one of them. One of the. So if it's not fast, don't 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 don't, <laughs> don't shoot me. It was one of one of the processors, and it was like eighty percent of credit cards were out for two hours. This kind of goes to the theme of, and you said it the same way I do. Is we're we're not saying that payments are changing but to insinuate that cash is going to go away is yeah no it's it's definitely not there and you know we just had our our event two or three weeks ago now in athens uh which was the central bank payments conference and you know a lot of the discussion there was centered on you know what is next for for payments how do all these faster payment schemes work how does digital currency relate to that what is happening for cash and you know there was a pretty resounding statement 
from most of the central banks that were there. You, you know, there's always a few outliers up in the Scandinavian areas or whatever that have a, a drive to still stamp cash out, which yeah. defies my reasoning. But none, nonetheless, they, it's a policy decision they've made, and that's you know fine. But most of all the central banks there were very much resounding. No, cash has a place. Cash is continuing to grow faster now. And the Fed was there. I I forget the rate, but it was it was you know astronomical in terms of the growth in cash that the U.S. has seen over the past year. Even even post pandemic, as people are you know getting back out there, and the thought was, oh well, what's going to happen then? Yeah, some receipts are increasing, but it still seems like the payments are, are flying out the door. So cash is here to stay. And I think the Canadian example is just another one, another example of people need a backup. And like your example for the US, yeah, that went down for a couple hours. It was, it wasn't all credit cards. You know, it was a particular segment of things. In Canada, again, it was everything. It was, was, there was no electronic processing. But, but, you know, so it just brings you back. So when we were in DC, um, and unfortunately, I didn't get to spend the whole day on that, the, the digital event but there was a gentleman who i wish i knew who it was because i would love to have him on the podcast who said oh you you do the cash news podcast that's ridiculous it should be the bitcoin process bitcoin is <laughs> going to destroy cash i'm not sure that that, that that that's actually the way it looks right now it looks like the u.s dollar is almost as strong maybe as strong as the euro and close to the yen now like I, bitcoin doesn't seem to be going that direction so it's it kind of leads to that this evolution that it isn't that simple, right? Like that's what I always go to. Like it isn't one. There's never no. going to be one. No, and that was even when central banks were there at the conference talking about central bank digital currencies. Again, they all basically said, no, we're not looking at this to replace cash. That's not the goal of the central bank digital currency. It's to have another option out there to provide something that if if people are going to go to this digital currency realm, (laughs) you know, central banks are worried about private companies taking over a currency supply. And we know why. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, there's a whole host of reasons why that could be a whole other discussion, but because they're worried about that, they need to develop their own government backed and secure (laughs) system so that an exchange, like you were just mentioning, an exchange doesn't just decide to go out of business and now everybody's money is gone i think it's important to know because if you're a a new listener i apologize because you don't understand the banter with sean and i but if you're a listener that's heard us before we you know we like to talk about current events and we all love when we say something months before it happens and it happens but but most of like when i'm talking about some of these exchanges and uh, there's celsius tons of news around celsius that but it's not just them everybody almost everybody who was a bitcoin lender or or, uh not, not launder lender, <laughs> lender, lender um, had a challenge and it wasn't per se for lack of the way they were set up. It was just part of the risk portfolio when you're doing that type of investment is that it is very volatile. That's why you can make a lot of money quickly. And that's also why you can lose a lot of money quickly. And I think there wasn't a lot of history to, to, to show like you had these companies that shut down, stopped withdrawals to try to, to even the stability. By the way, that does happen in the stock market too. I don't think maybe everybody doesn't realize does. that yeah. times trading stops when it gets too volatile. I'm losing the term in my head. There's a term for it. Circuit breakers. Yeah, yeah, the circuit breakers. Yeah. So like, so when someone goes, how could that be? I think when you really take a step back, there are times the market stops and it's happened quite a few times in the last decade and recently, you know, both in our market and overseas yeah. markets because yeah. of it. So, and, I, and I think, you know, there's always degrees there, right? I mean, the circuit breakers in the stock market trigger for like 
15 minutes or something. It's a very brief, like everybody catch your breath. Yep. No one panic. Let's all not sell everything we own. (laughs) Let's just take a breather. I think your point though, Sean, (laughs) the average person when they read the headlines of what happened with the crypto lending is they don't realize that some of those things are normal financial things that are just extremely exacerbated because it's because of the fluctuation. I think the sad part is that personally, like if you really believed it and you put your whole portfolio, which every investor tells you don't, you know, be diversified into some of these crypto lenders, then you are in trouble now because the money's gone. It's just gone. You have these companies that unfortunately have to file for bankruptcy because it's like, hey, the money, you know, it was this when we were here and this is when we're here. I think the verdict's out of how that's affected. And now we're seeing what we knew we would see is all of the regulatory bodies going like, hey, wait a second, you didn't do this right. You didn't do that right. Which I don't want to say is part of course, but generally when there's catastrophic floor fall, you see kind of people start to look better. Um, but the circuit breaker piece, that we should probably talk about that another one because that was a couple of weeks ago, I remember. And the news always is like talks about the stock market being turned off for the first time in X amount, but they, they neglect to sometimes give the full. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and, and it's a very, it's a, right? I mean, those were, the circuit breakers were put in to safeguard the market. It wasn't like, they didn't trigger because it ran out of money. They triggered because things were a little too chaotic, too much of a fall, and it's designed to save it. Whereas in the crypto space, you yeah. shut it off because you don't have the liquidity to, yeah, exactly. <laughs> to yeah, pay yeah, out. Yeah. Two and, very and different I, things. <laughs> and, and I think that the challenge with that is, to your point, was probably if they took the same approach of circuit breakers and shut it down periodically before, they might have actually been able to at least preserve. There's no way to make the money come back, right? If, if you invested at $30,000, and it goes to $18,000, that is the same as the stock market. It's just the volatility is different. So I think we're going to see more of that. It kind of goes to what we've been talking about all the time about the importance of understanding that everything is changing and we're in this wild time. So the euro and the dollar, man, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, no, I mean, I think it just goes to the the underlying turmoil in, in the economy right now. I mean, I who knows if it'll, it'll stay there for, for a while. I know it's interesting, I think, from the, as you mentioned, I mean, inflation here is you know, super high. And it always strikes me as funny when not to get we try to stay out of politics as much as we can. But when you hear things like, oh, it's really not as bad as it looks. It's just such a tone deaf statement to make. It's really kind of crazy. It's like, oh, no, it looks like it's high, but it's really not. And I think, again, not to not to say that we are future tellers, but I believe it was maybe a month ago when we were sitting here having this conversation and the news stories came out that were like, oh, you know, inflation has peaked and it's going to be turning around. I think both of us were like, how is that even possible? I mean, it hasn't had time to peak yet based on what was going on with gas prices and everything. And here we are. And I'm like, okay, well, not to say we're not smart, but it didn't really take rocket science to look at what was going on to to say, no, it hasn't peaked yet. (laughs) And we we did say, and and I think that that the whole purpose of the podcast, again, for people that haven't listened, is to just talk about current events and just flush them out. We we I think both you and I are the same as we we don't ever pretend to be savants. Like we say, this is what we think. There are certain things that we've done in our past where we're like, oh no, that's 
definitely the way it is. <laughs> you know, like, but but I think when we make predictions, they're just their predictions based on us. And and I would say that I th- I know we talked about actually we were we were together in DC when the Ukrainian. It, it, I think that week, yeah. that, I think it, it happened while we were there physically. Yeah. These happened and. One of the things I remember saying in DC and at a table of some folks from Europe was, I think it's going to be very interesting to how the rest of the European economy is affected by it. And, you know, the CPI in Europe was going up on its own anyway, but now you have this quasi, is Germany going to stop buying fuel from Russia? That's a big play. Like, there's so many things globally that go on. And I know you and I travel globally quite a bit. So it's hard. So we talk to people globally quite a bit too, is to understand like the US is much more self-sufficient. We're energy efficient. Like it doesn't feel that way when you see that the gas prices rise, but a very small percentage of our petroleum came from Russia. I could be wrong, but I think 70% of Germany's comes from Russia. It's definitely above 60. So you have this challenge. And again, not to talk about politics of how do you manage that? And when I was in the Central and actually uh, Eastern Europe during this whole ordeal back in March, and I think gas was the equivalent of $14 a gallon in some places. And it was funny what the person I was with said is that it's usually 10 or 12 anyway. He's like, you guys have it. You have no idea how much less (laughs) expensive it is in the US for gas. It was an interesting dynamic because he was going to the prices and we're kind of on this huge island. But I think all of these things happening together. I'm not a doomsday guy. Like I, when we, you have you have 50% of the analysts saying there's not going to be a recession, 50% of you know the analysts. It's probably really 50-50 at this point. But we are certainly in a weird position. I think gas and oil is starting to go down, is what I've been reading the last few days. But but inflation, what 9.1? So yeah. legitimately the highest it's been now in 40 years. Not almost the highest. But still, and this is what I, this is the saving kind of my, I'm smiling because I, I know you and I had the inflation conversation is mortgage rates on houses being six or 7% are nothing compared to what interest rates were in the late seventies, early eighties. Like, right. No, yeah, that's very true. You, you yeah. know, our parents bought houses at 18 and 20% interest and survived. So just yeah. keep in mind that that however bad it feels right now, that the country's actually been, and from an interest perspective, in a different position. I think some of the things that we should talk about, maybe we'll find a guest because this is not my space, but I work um, with a couple of boards unrelated to the industry just for some human rights things and things like that. And there are a lot of countries now that have a really a global crisis on food because yep. of the cost where you and I talk, I think you and I did talk about this uh, on the podcast where going to the grocery store here and, and groceries being up 30% is painful, but we just buy them. In some countries, 30% is literally the difference of someone starving to death or not. So I think it's a, a weird, weird piece. So, all right, what else bad can you do? What, what good can we talk about? Let's get some positivity. That's, the, that's What the- good can we talk about? I mean, I guess uh, I'd say that people are in our travels. People are out and about. Seems like, of course, I can spin that and the other way and say it looks like there's another wave of COVID in the offing. But, but it seems like we are more accustomed at this point and, and adept at handling it. But nonetheless, um, people are out and about from an economy standpoint of travel and all the things that travel supports in the economy, it does seem like that is going gangbusters despite the higher prices. Um, I've been on a lot of full airplanes going various places. Yeah, I, same here. <laughs> full airplanes, uh, 
uh, airlines playing triple time for pilots because they can't get pilots. I mean, again, isn't that why the inflation is rising? Because we keep spending money. Sure. It is really quasi like oxymoron city, right? Like don't spend money. You don't normally hear don't spend money to save the economy, but we're in that weird piece. Yeah. I will say this though, from a positive, if you wanted to travel to a country where you are using the Euro, now would be the time to do it because now you are, you are at a point where our money is you know, worth a lot more than so and you are you can actually get a lot more for your money. So if you are looking to make a European trip, although the airfare would be more the, the cost of things, our dollar is going to go further, which is is a little bit of an anomaly, at least in the last 20 years or so. Yeah. And then, you know, I think something I heard this morning, which isn't really money related, but kind of could be money related with Brexit and the UK is UK is looking at going back to the imperial system for measurement. So I still think the UK will <laughs> I still think there's some okay. currency things that we'll be talking about there. Yeah, you're, you're juggling. I was listening to the radio in traffic, and I literally laughed out loud. Like, wow, with everything going on, let's just right. let's, let's, let, let, let's change everything so we have to relabel everything in the country, and that should be shouldn't cost anything. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It is a little bit. I'll leave with my sentiment of this. It is a little bit like a crazy Stephen King novel like pandemic, economy, war, all at the same time. And now another, you know, another show and then monkey pox. So you're looking at this, you're like, wait a second. And then you have things like the UK, you're like, let's change our measurement system. Let's change the measurement system. It is a little (laughs) bit crazy right now. So what are we here for, Sean, to just banter, to try to give people information that hopefully- Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, to, to foreshadow, I think we talked a lot about or a little bit today about the, what's going on in the crypto market. I think we're going to try to get a guest on maybe next time, maybe the one after we'll I'll work on that, that can come on and really speak to that. Somebody that's kind of an expert in that in that field. So stay tuned for that. Definitely looking forward to that. And then if you are listening and you want to come on, reach out to either one of us. All right, Sean, where are we going to be? Are we going to be anywhere? Well, I'm going to start. I'm going to start promoting. I know it's... Uh, maybe end of July or early August by the time this is, is airing, but uh, I'm going to start promoting our America's cash cycle seminar event to talk about all this good stuff. Um, and mostly cash focused though, you know, efficiencies in the cash cycle, cash visibility. I think Tom's going to help us lead a really cool thinking workshop on possibly some coin issues. We'll, we'll figure that out, but it's going to be a lot of fun. going to be a lot of content. First time we've got that whole industry together in large numbers, including land America since before the pandemic. Um, and that's going to be in San Diego in November. We're definitely gonna gonna start start the promotion on that on that one. Yeah, definitely. But we're we're certainly looking forward to it. I know we we actually it feels like a the topic's coming up more because we're gonna be prepared. So yeah, design thirty thinking workshop. I know we're gonna be talking about some really exciting stuff around sustainability. Aside from getting everybody together, which is always good, right? Because you don't we don't get to do that as much as we used to. I think although that's changing, right? Where I think we're back to the groove. We're pretty much back, yeah. yeah I, I think that that will be it'll be a great conference. The topics look good. The attendance looks strong. It's in San Diego, so like in November, probably a good place for it to be in November. So I'm I'm certainly looking forward to it. We will be back here soon. It's the summer. Have fun. Try not to spend money. So I could have that fun. I'm obviously joking, but that I know Sean and I are going to be at the pool on the beach. So hopefully- we are. Yeah, we are going to be there. Going to make sure I have a little cash with me in case there's some sort of network glitch. Because there will be. This thing. How could Twitter go out? Could I? Conspiracy theories everywhere. Elon Musk, Twitter. Yeah, I was going to say. We're, sure. we're, we'll talk about that next time. <laughs> All right, Sean. Good to see you. Everybody enjoy the, the heat. All right. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, do all those good things. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to the Cash News Podcast. We hope you found this episode insightful. Don't forget to like and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter, and be sure to visit us at thecashnews.com to stay up to date with the latest on the world of cash. Thanks again for listening to the Cash News Podcast.